In today's episode, we're speaking to Dr. Myron Golden. Dr. Golden understands how to overcome adversity. He contracted polio as an infant and has walked with a metal brace on his leg his entire life. Although he has a brace on his leg, Myron used to use the discipline he learned from his parents to become a black belt in martial arts. Myron is in high demand as a speaker trainer in areas of sales, marketing, business and business development, financial literacy with over 20 years of experience. Myron is author of intentional best-selling book from the trash man to trash from cash to cash man. Sorry, how anyone can get rich starting from anywhere. He's also the author of the new book, Click and Order for Brick and Mortar: Online Strategies for off- uh, Offline Market Domination. And he is integrated marketing consultant who has ha- who can help any business use technology to generate leads and then optimize in the conversion process of those leads um, to um, offline. Um, let's speak to Myron and find out how he changed his life by changing his mindset. Let's find out. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession, or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Gul Khan, your money mindset expert. And today I'm so excited. We have the amazing Myron Golden with us. Welcome, Myron. Thank you. Thank you, Gul. Appreciate it. Glad to be here. I'm super excited to see you. So, my, I did introduce this Myron, but would it be okay for me to call you Myron or would Dr. Um, Golden, because you, were, you do have a PhD? Myron is fine. <laughs> I know, I'm just, just pulling your leg. It's so wonderful to be speaking to you. So, Myra, everyone's heard how amazing you are, and you do have um, a whole bucket full of achievements we can go through. But in your own words, please tell everybody what it is that you do. Basically, what I do is I help authors, speakers, coaches, agency owners, and other high-level entrepreneurs create, mm-hmm. convey, and convert what I call premium value offers faster than any other coach in the world. And the reason speed is important is because wealth is measured more in time than it is in money. So it's not just about how much money you made, but about how fast did you make it? Um, And the reason I say that is like, I like to ask people this question, if you make a million dollars, are you rich? And the answer is, well, it depends. What does it depend on? How long did it take you to make it? If you make $25,000 or in your case in the, in the UK, 25,000 pounds per year, you work for 40 years, you've made a million pounds, right? Yeah. But are you rich? Well, you're not. Why? Well, it took you too long to make it. And but if you make that same million pounds in one year, are you rich? Well, you're 40 times richer than a person who makes $25,000 a year, not because you made more money, but because you made the same amount of money in a very, in a much shorter period of time. And so what I teach people is if you want to create wealth, you have to, number one, disconnect your revenue generation from time. And number two, you have to speed up the rate at which you earn income. But most people have an internal conflict with the idea of making money fast because we've heard all our lives, beware of get rich quick schemes, right? Exactly. Yes. It, yes. Right. But nobody warned us about the stay broke for the rest of your life scheme. So I teach clients how to make money faster. In fact, while other coaches are helping their clients have six and seven figure years, we're helping our clients have six and seven figure days. 
So that's what oh, I do. Awesome, awesome. And I, I when I was looking and because I follow you on IG and, and mm-hmm. I, I have your snippets and your your reels come through, they're really inspirational. And the way you talk, um, because being a money person, it, I I'm learning so much from you because it's I do wow. love the idea, but you need to. It's not just about making money; it's about the speed because time you cannot buy back, whereas money you can make, and you can find right. ways strategies to make your. I mean, one of my earliest mentors, Bob Proctor, you know, may he rest in peace now. Uh, what I learned from him was okay. The first time you Bob should Proctor have, passed away. Oh, you don't know Bob Proctor passed away a few days ago. No, I didn't know that. Oh gosh, yes, he passed away a few a few days ago. Yes, um, I did not know that. Anyway, okay, well that took yeah, me he, back. Okay, he, he was one of my favorite and one of my first um, mentors. Yeah, and, he, was, and, he was a brilliant man. Brilliant man. Amazing, amazing. I think the way I, the way I teach, I've learned from him as well. He made he took something very complex such as energy work and simplified it into ABC. So I, lo- I absolutely love Bob Proctor, and that's mm. uh, And and so he taught me that you need to aim for your annual income and make it into a monthly income. And what you're exactly. saying exactly. is monthly income and, and it's been turned that into a daily income, which is a great um, a leap forward. But it, you have to, people do have to wrap their heads around. I agree with you because oh, sure. learn that anything that's too good to be true is too good to be true. And it will be wary of get rich quick, quick schemes and exactly what you said. But there's the wealth is created on a, on a, on a daily basis now, especially with the rise of crypto and other things as well. It's sure. Too good to be adopt. So, I mean, I love that. I love what you teach. And it's so up my alley because I'm a money person as well. But I want you to tell us, Myra, how did you start with this? I mean, I know you've got a, um, a you know, a shopping list worth of accreditations and, and qualifications and so forth. But how did you get to doing this right now? Talk us well, I started out, I, I got on this journey because I was broke and I didn't like being broke. <laughs> right. So <laughs> that's, <laughs> yeah, that's that's the real start. Right. I was born the second of se- uh, seven brothers to right. hardworking, poor parents. My parents knew how to work hard for money. They taught us how to work hard for money, but they didn't teach us how to get money to work hard for us. And and they would have had they known that. Right. And so um, I got introduced to financial literacy in 1985 um, through a multi-level marketing company in the United States that sold insurance and investments called A.L. Williams. And they had a concept called buy term and invest the difference where you'd buy term insurance because it's less than whole life insurance. And then you would invest the difference in price into a mutual fund. And I learned about the rule of 72 and compound interest and, and um, time and consistency and investing, et cetera, et cetera. And I started learning all these financial principles, but it was the first time in my life I'd ever been introduced to people who were making annual incomes on a monthly basis. And it, it kind of blew my mind. People making $10,000 a month and $20,000 a month and $50,000 a month in the eighties. Right. And I decided that was something that was worth pursuing. I did not have any idea how far it was from who I was. Mm-hmm. And, and what I mean by that, how far it was from who I was. I believe that the inputs create outputs. And if you don't like the output, change the input. And, and a lot of people want to have more than they have, but they don't realize that having more is the output of doing more and doing more is the output of becoming more. And so the, like the only way to ultimately have more is to become more than you've been being, and then you will be able to do more than you've been doing. And ultimately you'll have more than you've been having. And so that's the journey I got started on in October of 1985, when I decided I'm going to make $10,000 a month. It was I, I got started October of 1985. I didn't make my first sale until 
um, April of 1987. So that was 18 months later. My first commission check was $125.66. I didn't have my first six-figure year until 1999, which is 14 years later. But one of the principles that I teach my students is, yes, it's easier to make a lot of money in a short period of time than it is to make a little money over a long period of time. But the thing that's the thing that's hard the, the thing that's hard about making a lot of money is becoming the person who can do yeah, it. Agreed. Yes. Right. Yeah, definitely. You have to become the person who can earn that money before you earn that money. Absolutely. Spot exactly. On. Exactly. Yeah. And so, and so even though it took me 14 years to have my first six figure year, it only took me three or four years from that time to have my first seven figure year. Yeah. And um, then it took me a few years more than that. Oh, it took me a, quite a few years because I had some stuff happen in on my journey um, where we went through some tragedies in our family. And it was like, it seemed like year after year after year after year for a, like six or seven years. And and then finally we got back. I can, I relate to it in my own life as well. So I know the seven years. Ab- absolutely. And so now, um, you know, we got back on the horse and got back on the journey in 2015 and then had another seven figure in 2015 and then 2017, I mean, 2017, then 2018, 2019 was better than that. 2020 was better than that. 2021, we did 6 million last year. We're on track to do on the low end somewhere. We're, we're on track to do between 40 and 200 million this year. And it depends on how fast our social media grows. So that's, that's like, we're really focusing on building this year a social media machine that can generate enough clients for us to do somewhere between 40 and 250 million dollars in revenue in our business but we want to help a lot of entrepreneurs along that journey and we've already helped i mean we just had we just had our speaker training um last week and there's a guy who's one of my closest friends he's been a speaker for 18 years and he's been averaging about 300 to 500,000 dollars a year. He's never had a million dollar year. He joined my coaching program 4 months ago and he just last month had his first million dollar day. Right? Oh wow. So, okay. Yeah. So 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 one of the reasons our business does so well is because our clients do so well, right? And so there's no substitute for yeah. for like helping okay. clients create results. People say how do you make more money? Well, you make more money by getting good at something. And then getting good at creating value for other people. That's how you make more money, right? And then people are happy to pay you. Great. So. I mean, there's only two ways to make money. You can either create products to help people find solutions to the problems, or you, you provide a service which, again, helps people find solutions to the problems. That's all the only way you can make money. There's no other way to make money. And there may be different ways and different solutions. And sometimes people have problems they're not even aware of. Like, for example, we didn't know, uh, I didn't know I wanted to have an iPhone. I didn't know I wanted to. to, to exactly. But it was a problem that I wasn't aware of that Steve Jobs came up with. And now, you know, the whole world, we, you know, we can't live without a phone because that's pretty much all our life goes on, you know, from, from appointments right. to calls to FaceTime to everything. Else. Everything. So even it, even it, interviews like this, sometimes we do on the phone. Yeah, exactly. So there's that, that personal connections come about through our phone, which a problem that we didn't know existed. So the only yes. way we can serve others is, and the only way to make money is to serve others. And we serve others through our products and our services. I think once we get an understanding of that, then the, the, uh, the way to make more money becomes easier because you just have to serve, go out and serve more people. So your, your ambition, I think, is a wonderful, and I, I'm really, really impressed by it. But it just means you have to help that many more people arrive million a million pound a million dollar days which is absolutely doable because you know it's possible as long as you follow the strategy right and that's that's exactly exactly amazing now 
I want to go back to the idea of becoming. And I love the fact that you share so openly that it took you 14 years to go from, um, you know, to get your, hit your first six-figure six figure uh, year. Six-figure year. And, and that is important for, for, for people to know because in those 14 years, it wasn't that you didn't have the strategy. It wasn't the fact that you weren't willing to work. It wasn't the fact that you weren't willing to do the, the actual strategy or the, the actions required. It was the transformation internally which was taking place. I had to become the person. You had to become the person. And that is where you, where the, you know, the most of the energy was going. And once the transformation took place, then going from six figure to seven figure was, was a, you know, was a doodle. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It was easy. And then from six figures to seven and eight, um, you know, seven to eight, maybe even 10 now would be not, it won't take that much of a lot of a period because the transformations already started and it's like the snowball effect. And you have transformational momentum. Exactly. Yeah. So talk, talk us about that. So what is transformational momentum? I've heard you speak about this transformational. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's really interesting. Like, so first of all, let's talk about, let's talk about the transformation of being, right? What does that even mean? Like, so you have to transfer... So if you look at B, like the formula for success in any area of life is B, do, have, right? So being, being talks, speaks to our identity, right? Mm -hmm. Who we are, right? Doing speaks to our activity and then having speaks to our property. So our property is a result of our activity and our activity is a result of our identity, right? And so if you want to change what you're able to do, you have to change how you see yourself, like who you see yourself as being, right? So if, if you understand, so I'm, I'm going to give you a couple of scientific principles, but they're not hard to understand. They're really simple, like a third grader can understand. So it's not going to be some like way out of this world thing that people are like, why is he talking about physics? Well, because... I talk about this all the time. And by the way, our audience tends to be, or they tend to be from corporate backgrounds. So they tend okay. to be- intellectual people. I'm sure they'll understand. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and, and it's like truth is always simple, right? It's lies that are complicated. So even if they weren't like they would be able to understand this. So here we go. So, so if you understand the laws of energy, the first law of energy is everything is energy and energy is neither created nor destroyed. It just changes form. Um, What does that mean? What it means is if you have a fireplace and you have out in the forest, you have an energy of a tree that's growing out of the ground. You cut down the tree and you put the tree into the fireplace and you put fire under it. The energy of the tree transforms into the energy of fire. Right. And the energy of fire transforms the tree into the energy of ashes. And then you can take those ashes and you can go put them out in your garden and they'll transform into fertilizer. So so nothing is it's just changing into something else. So if you look at your life, if you look at every aspect of your life, if you look at your house, your car, your bank account, your wardrobe, your physical body, everything is like it's literally nothing more than what you've turned your energy into. Right. Mm -hmm. So you have transformed the energy of you into all of these things that you're producing around your life. Okay, so that's the first law, the law of energy. The second law is the law of entropy. So entropy is anything left to itself tends to move more and more towards disorder. So everything in order to improve has to have something outside of itself acting on it to help it improve. If I don't like I have to like I have to brush my teeth. If I don't brush my teeth, they like decay and fall out of my head. Right. So I have to to put intention into anything that I want to improve. Nothing improves without intention. I hope you are enjoying today's episode. If you want to learn more about my mindset strategies and energy tools to help you change your money mindset, then please register for my Abundance Mindset Makeover Workshop by visiting www.abundance.com. 
mindsetmakeover.com. See you inside the workshop. So that's the law of entropy. The next law is the law of polarity. And the law of polarity is that for every negative, there's a positive. For every positive, there's a negative. For every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. So if you think about for the law of polarity when it comes to identity, activity, and property, right? So, so have you ever seen a one-sided piece of bread? No. No. Have you ever seen a one-sided piece of paper? No. What about, um, what about, I have right here a coin. What about a one-sided coin? Have you ever seen a one-sided coin? No. no. Why? Why? Because there's always two sides to everything. That's right. There's always two sides to everything. And here's what's, here's what's really important to understand. The reason we've never seen a one-sided coin, a one-sided piece of paper, one-sided piece of bread, one-sided pancake, the reason we've never seen those things is because they cannot exist. Yeah. Not a, I didn't say they don't exist. I said they cannot exist. It is impossible for anything to exist with only one side. That means if there is something negative going on in your life, that negative thing cannot be there without the equal amount of positive. Agreed. If there is a positive thing in your life, it cannot be there without the equal amount of negative. Agreed. The only difference is you, you are getting the side, the results of the side you are focused on because both sides are always there. So yeah. If we so so what people have to realize is people think, well, I got to change the situation. You don't have to change the situation. All you have to do is change what you're focusing on about the situation. Right. Right. Because the situation is is just what it is. The same on the same planet where people are creating wealth, people are creating poverty on the Mm -hmm. same like in the same town in the same in the same city in the same country where people are creating wealth people are creating poverty and where people are creating poverty people are creating wealth they're both there you get the side you focus on right yes. and so so if you understand when it comes to identity there's a gap the two sides of our identity if you look at identity as a circle there the bottom side would be the negative side the top side the positive side so the negative side would be who i am right now the positive side is my potential who could i be so the gap, the gap in my identity, this gap, which I can fill is called my capacity. So I can fill the capacity of my identity, but how do I fill it? The only way I want you to like really wrap your mind around what I'm saying. This is so powerful and so helpful. So the only way to fill the gap in my identity is through intentionality. And, and I, I like really wrap your mind around the fact that you think about most people, most people who are just whose lives are not working well for them. Mm-hmm. The number one reason their lives are not working well is because they are not intentional about anything important. They Agreed. are only intentional about distractions. They're only intentional about distractions. What's that? I'm saying absolutely 100%. The first and foremost in, before doing anything is about intention. And even religiously, you know, they, in, in all religious groups, especially mine as well, because I'm Muslim, the first and foremost the thing that's mentioned is your intention, the intention mm-hmm. before the action. And so right. I agree with you 100%. Yeah. People will be intentional about distractions because what I call the cultural hypnotic societal mechanism has programmed people to focus on distractions specifically so that they don't focus on intention. That's why that's why broke people care who won the football game, the basketball game, the baseball game. That's why they focus on like broke. And, and when I say broke, broke, sick, broke, misinformed, fearful people are focused on things, always focus on things that either do not affect them or they cannot affect. Agreed. They will they don't right. So so they don't focus on things that affect them or things they can affect. Hmm, yes. That's interesting. 
right? So, so like people say, I did not like the Super Bowl happened Sunday. The Super Bowl is a big thing in the United States, right? And so I was like, I was talking to my brother yesterday and I asked him and he's a business broker. He buys and sells businesses. Right. And so I said to him, who won the Super Bowl? He said, you know, I don't know. And I didn't know either. Right. This is the day after it happened. Like, um, and I'm a golfer and I love golf and there was a golf tournament this weekend and I was watching part of it, but I still don't even know who won and it ended Sunday. Like, I don't, it doesn't make my life, but I'll eventually find out who won, but I just like watching golf because I like learning how to hit different kind of golf shots when I'm playing golf. Right. So my point is, my point is most of the things, most of the people spend most of their mind energy on does not affect their lives at all. And most of the negative things people are worried about are things they can't do anything about. That's why I tell people like, you want to make your life better? Stop watching the news. They said, my, and I said this to a kid at the golf course the other day who works in the cart barn. I said, I said, well, he said, like, why are you like, why are you always like people ask you how you're doing? You're always utterly fantastic. Well, because I don't watch the news. He said, well, if you don't watch the news, how do you know what's going on in the world? I said, can I ask you a better question than that? He said, sure. I said, if you can't fix what's going on in your world, how are you going to fix what's going on in the world? Do you realize if everybody focused on fixing what's going on in their world, all the problems in the world would go away? <laughs> because I haven't watched the news forever as, as far as I can remember I think I stopped watching the news in my teens as soon as I got into personal development which is way back when I was about 19 yeah. but my brother has always and he still does his, his biggest argument with me is what about you know well if you don't watch the news you know what do you know how do you know what's going on in the world and I would say well if it's important enough somebody will mention it to me somebody will tell exactly. me about you're it you're surrounded by enough negative people somebody will bring it up exactly <laughs> I should, I should need to ask him this question because we, 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 I mean, he's, when he comes to our house, he's not allowed to put the TV, if he puts the TV on, he's not allowed to put the news on. I'm very adamant about it. I don't want to hear the news and I don't want to allow anybody to put the news in my house. I'm that strict about it because I just don't right. want the negative coming into my home. But exactly. I, I, you need to focus on yourself. Um, so tell me, how did you, uh, you know, when did you start learning these things? What was your, when, when you started doing, working in this stuff, what did you find was the biggest obstacle? It, it's, it, Literally, the only option, and, and, and people are going to disagree with this, but they've been wrong before, they'll be wrong again. The only real obstacle is your focus. Right. Right. Okay. That's the only real obstacle. Because if your attitude is right, the facts don't matter. And mm-hmm. I, I mean, I can prove that to anybody. Like, if your attitude is right, the facts don't matter. It, it does. Like, how did I learn? I learned it because when I was doing that, that multi-level marketing business that was selling financial services, I was terrible at sales. So what did I do? I, there was obviously something I didn't know. So I went to um, the library because I didn't like think I, the thought to buy a book had not occurred to me. I went to the library and checked out a book called by it was by Tom Hopkins, How to Master the Art of Selling Anything. Mm-hmm. And so I started reading it. I started studying it. And then somebody gave me a book and then I started buying books and I started reading books. And I realized, wait a minute, there are people who spent 20 years of their life figuring something out. They spent two years writing it down in a book. I can spend two days reading the book and I can have their 20 years worth of experiences in my head. I started reading books. Mm. I started going to seminars. I started listening to people who was, who were living like I wanted to live. And I thought, okay, if I do what they tell me to do, eventually something's going to work. 
And sure enough, that's exactly how it turned out. And then ultimately um, started hiring coaches. And then that really sped up the like that just like really decreased the learning curve and sped up the results. So the ultimate shortcut is to find somebody who knows where the gold mine is. You pay them whatever they charge, do everything they say and come out with buckets full of gold. That's like that's the ultimate shortcut. I agree. I mean, I, I do believe when I when I'm starting out, I start out with books. I have to say I start with books and then I went on to seminars. And it's when I started attending seminars, when it's when my results started go, going up exponentially and my development, internal development just changed dramatically. But that didn't happen for the longest time. I think I was on I was just hooked on books and I kept reading books. And I I think I only started attending seminars about 10 years ago or actually probably about 15 years ago now. And when that happened, the transformation was phenomenal. And I didn't realize mm-hmm. how I, I, I had, you know, had to work on as well. It's only when a mentor comes to ask, asks you these direct questions, exactly what you just asked me, you know, um, or the young chap when you're at the golf ball, uh, the, the golf uh, court. That is when somebody like this, who you look up to, or somebody that you respect um, mm-hmm. and believe is there, who's already there where you want to be, when they ask you these direct questions, are you able to, question your paradigms the problem with us is when we even when we read a book we're reading it within our uh, our paradigms and therefore we can only take out from the book which we allow ourselves to have hence that when you read the book again you get more out of it because now your paradigms have shifted and you're able to absorb more from the book what was your thoughts on that well a couple of things one um i think it's i think it's as important to listen listen to people and read books by people you disagree with as it is to listen to listen to people and read books by people you agree with Right. I would rather have I would rather have um, questions I can't answer than answers I can't question. Right. Mm -hmm. So, like, I I believe the things I believe. But see, here's what I realize. The truth is never afraid of a lie and dark light is never afraid of darkness. Um, So so I'm not afraid like this whole idea that conversations with people who disagree with me are unsafe is so insane like it's a level of it's insanity. Um, and to teach our children that when somebody disagrees with them, it's not safe. That environment is not safe. Well, that's like, here's what's not safe. An environment where somebody's not willing to tell you the truth. That's not safe. The bridge is out and people are unwilling to tell you because you don't like those the sound of those words, right? That's wow. unsafe, right? So, so the truth, like. Here's 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 a truth that like the world doesn't like about any and this you can apply this to anything in the world any anything in the world that people disagree on if you can really achieve a lot in your life if you have nothing to fear nothing to hide nothing to lose and nothing to gain right mm-hmm. then you can just be yourself and let the chips fall where they may right so I'm not vying for anything but I'm going to say this at any time anyone in any arena around any topic seeks to silence the opposing voices, whether it be through cancel culture, whether it be through um, ad hominem fallacies, anytime you attempt to silence the voices you disagree with, it's because you yourself either know that what you believe is wrong or you're afraid you might find out that it's going to be wrong. Oh, that's absolutely powerful. When you're insecure in yourself, in your knowledge or your beliefs, that right. is when you will right. silence those who oppose you. You'll right? attempt to silence those who oppose you because yeah. truth never attempts to silence a lie because the truth realizes that a lie will eventually become self-evident. But yeah. a lie has to silence the truth because the truth will shine light on the holes in the darkness. Exactly. Right. And so, 
it's so simple. That's why, like people say, it, think about it. In 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 um in chattel chattel slavery in the United States of America and other places of the world, it was against the law to speak out against slavery. Right. Yeah. So whenever when, whenever the government attempts to make it illegal to speak out against something, mm. then the thing they are protecting is wrong, and the thing that they are silencing is more than likely right. Like the truth is never afraid of a lie. And right. the truth does not require a consensus. Like it, for instance, I think racism, for instance, is stupid, right? It's stupid because there's only one race, the human race. But I'm not, gonna spend, I'm not going to spend any time arguing with the racist. And I don't think a person who believes that one ethnicity of people are less than them. I don't believe that person needs to be silenced because let that person open their mouth and prove that they are a fool so everybody can know it. Why would you silence them? Right. And so so this whole idea, this whole this is really interesting. I should talk to my daughter about because my daughter's a very big feminist and very big. If someone says the the, the P word the, or she calls it the P slur or the N slur, she hits the roof. Uh, but she, she is. Um, and I need to actually, this is a conversation I need to have with her and say, look, you know that there's no one better. And she goes, yes. And obviously that nobody else, it doesn't matter what racist person says, it doesn't matter what they say, you should not be offended by it. But it's, but she's a 14 year old. It's a concept that she needs to understand. But I love that. I I, I think it's okay if you're offended, I guess. Like, but that's only a waste of energy. But it's okay if you're offended. But like, you don't need to silence them. Like, if, if, watch this. If you walked outside and there was some person out there screaming, like, the sky is green and the grass is blue. I don't care what y'all say. The sky is green and the grass is blue. Saying it louder doesn't make it more true. Saying it more right. often doesn't make it more true. Silence the avo- silencing the voices that disagree with it doesn't make it more true. We're going to make it against the law for anybody to say the sky is blue and the grass is green, right? Well, that's you would say, well, that person is an idiot. Now, how much time are you going to spend attempting to persuade that person that they are wrong? Exactly zero. Yeah, but then that's a mindset shift. I think this is a major mindset shift for a lot of people, of, of people of color, like you know, like you and I. And the next generation too. I think it's a mindset shift that we need to pass on to them, so that they understand right. that they 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 need to rise above it, and they need to just right. you know sort of just move move past and not give energy to it. But I love I love the idea. That's a conversation I definitely will be having with my daughter because she bless her, she gets offended very very easily and very often about these things. Right, and people who are easily offended, it's because they're afraid of the thing that they believe is truth is going to be exposed as the lie that it is. Like that's like. <sighs> That's why in chattel slavery, it was against the law to speak out against slavery because the yeah. slave owners knew it was wrong. Of course. Yeah. You, you, right. You, you, yeah. Is it exactly, exactly. I mean, it's apparently it was apparently wrong to treat other human beings that way. But if we if we make it against the law to speak out against it, then we can do anything we want. So you don't have to make laws to protect people from knowledge, even erroneous knowledge. Let let society be free thinking and free speaking. So truth can rise above error. I love that. I love that. And on that note, we're going to wrap up. So Myron, tell us, how can we connect with you? Where can we find you on the internet? So my website is pretty simple, myrongolden.com. <laughs> That's pretty easy, right? Myrongolden.com. Um, also, um, on Instagram, I'm at myrongolden. There's a lot of, there are a lot of fake Myron Goldens on Instagram. Mine is just like my name, at M-Y-R-O-N-G-O-L-D-E-N. No spaces, no dots, no dashes, not G-O-L-D-A-N, not no hyphens, no underscores, no anything. Like people create fake accounts and then try to scam people out of money for crypto. Um, and so, so on Instagram though, if you want to, if you want to ask me a question, a good way to do that is to message me on Instagram and it's just at Myron Golden. 
so those are a couple of good places to find me. Um, I've got a free Facebook Bible study group called Bible Success Secrets, where I teach success principles from the Bible. And um, I've been doing that for, wow, nine years now. And, and, that, and I've, only been, I've been broadcasting it on Facebook for seven years. And we got hundreds of like lessons in there. But it's really interesting. There are almost 10,000 people in that Bible study group. And I'm just teaching practical principles. This is you apply this principle to this part of your life and you will be more successful because my business, like in my business, I've literally built my business based on biblical principles in general. And specifically, I modeled the business model of King Solomon from the Bible. Oh, wonderful. I mean, I'm not Christian, but I definitely think I'll be interested in listening to those principles because those principles are across the board. And I'm pretty sure I can relate to some of them coming out from the Quran as well, because all, all, all the all the, these scriptures have similar concepts and similar principles in them anyway. Well, I'll be interested to find that out. But anyway, for those of you who are listening to us on the podcast, we will have all these links in the show notes. And if you're watching us on the YouTube, which will be coming out soon, remember in the description section, again, we'll have all the links for, to Myron's um, Instagram account, his Facebook study group, as well as his website. Do check him out. He's awesome. I follow him on Instagram and he's a source of inspiration every single day. I love you. I love your reels, by the way. They're amazing. Thank so you. Do thank you. Fabulous. And thank you so much, Myron, for being such an amazing guest on a Friday feature. We absolutely have to have you back for our money talkies because we, we have to carry on this conversation. It's so much fun. Well, let's, let's do but that. Thank you. But today, thank you so much for being our guest today on Friday Feature. My pleasure. And thank you for listening to me and Myron today on Friday Feature. I will be back with another amazing guest. We're listening to them and finding out how they change their life by changing their mindset. Until the next time, this is Girl Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now. If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website, www.gulkhan.com and if you want to take part in our five-day abundance mindset makeover workshop where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance then please go to www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in the next workshop and if you want to learn about the spiritual laws of money then go and get my book Laws of Money from www.lawsofmoney.com. Until the next time we meet, this is Girl Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now.